Hi, and welcome to Untethered with Genlist, the podcast that's here to help you free yourself from the crap that's holding you back so you can claim the life you're meant to live. I'm your host, Jen, and in this episode, we're going to talk about confidence. Hi, friend. So good to be back recording episodes. I recorded a few ahead of time because I had a couple of really wild weeks <laughs> and all for fun things. I went to an event in LA last week. It was so freaking amazing. It was beyond, beyond amazing. I haven't been to some kind of event. Really, I've never been to an event quite like what I went to in person. I've done a lot of online learning in the past few years, but I've never been to just like some a place where a ton of people get together. This event was all women. <laughs> a ton of women get together with the exception of Andy Grammer. <laughs> I think he might have been the only man <laughs> who appeared at this event. And even he came with his wife. <laughs> and we all got together and just delved into like our purpose and our passions and untethered together in these beautiful ways. We did breath work and meditation and sound bowls and had all of these deep dives with these really inspiring people. And it was just, oh, it was so good. It was so, so, so good. It gets me really excited to experience more of this and hopefully someday to host not hopefully someday, definitely someday soon to host things like this of my own. I, I don't know if you're aware, but I started, I can't remember if I've talked about this on the podcast. It's something I've kind of held close because it feels a little wild for me, but at the same time, not because it's totally meant for me uh, is taking this breathwork course. It's a six month course and at the end of it, I will be a trained breathwork facilitator and trained specifically in helping people through a lot of different things in their lives and, and even potentially traumatic experiences that they've had. It's just going to be so juicy. <laughs> and the great part about this program is that I, the first half of the program is totally on yourself. And then the next half of the program is learning to facilitate on other people. They make sure that you truly integrate the practice into your own life before you teach it to others, which is why when I learned more and more about the program, that's why I signed up for this particular program is because of that. If you've never done breath work before, I look forward to hopefully in six months being able to introduce you to some of it because it has transformed my life. It has completely changed me, shifted me, helped me to untether from so many things in my life. And it's just super cool. And you completely do it with your breath. And it was really cool this last week to get to do some of that actually with, with my teacher. <laughs> she was one of them who came to this event and with this group of people and doing it in person like that was just so powerful. I felt like this group of 200 people, we untethered from so much 
shit <laughs> together. And we all came out of this experience together feeling transformed, feeling elevated, feeling more confident, which is what I'm excited to talk about on this episode today. And I just feel like I'm in a new space. And sometimes having an experience like that, it is such a worthwhile investment to allow yourself to go and experience something like that. But I will say, I mean, this is my first time getting to do an in-person experience like that. And I've had transformative breathwork sessions, other transformative sessions, energy healing, uh, just talks with friends via Zoom, all kinds of things that have transformed my life over the past few years. But there is something really cool about being able to do it in person. And the experience that we've all had since 2020 has just made me so grateful for the moments where I do get to see people in person, get to be in person with other people. It makes me just so much more grateful for every single human in my life, for my family, for my close friends who I also moving to Oregon <laughs> has done this for me too. But you know, I have so much more gratitude today because of the experience that we have holistically been through. But I, I do want to spend some time today. If you listened to the episode on Tuesday with Joey, he talked, not my husband, Joey, different Joey, confidence coach, Joey. <laughs> he obviously talked a lot. We talked about some really fun, cool things, but you know, his main topic is confidence. He helps geeks, nerds, whatever word people associate with, with being more confident, with showing up more confidently and this is something that I have long struggled with, you know, in feedback, feedback from my coworkers, from my bosses, from my loved ones. People will say things like, like, Jen, you got this, but it's almost like you don't believe you do. And the truth has been for so long, I didn't. I haven't. Sometimes I don't. <laughs> you know, confidence has been a struggle for me. And there's lots and lots and lots of reasons for that. A lot of them just, you know, lifelong things that I have struggled with, lots of limiting beliefs, lots of beliefs about confident people and how they're selfish and, you know, thoughts about the kind of people who show up with confidence. But over the past couple of years, I have really shifted my belief in that and I'm still working on my own confidence. But, you know, I have over the years really questioned, like, what is confidence? What does it mean to be confident? What does it mean to show up confidently? How do we get confidence? Do we just pluck it from the sky? Do we get it by, you know, just does money give us confidence? You know, what is it? Is it the job title that gives us confidence? Is it, you know, having the hot date that gives us confidence? Is it having a nice dress that gives me confidence? What is it that helps us to gain confidence? And what the hell is confidence anyway? <laughs> if you look up the definition, I googled a definition of confidence and it says the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something. Firm trust. Ooh, trust. Trust. That was my word of the year last year. And for good reason, I did a lot of work. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of trusting that I did last year. 
Another definition of confidence is a feeling of self-assurance rising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. And I think that definition, as I have explored and peeled back the layers of my lack of belief, my lack of trust in myself, it is what I've talked about in a couple recent episodes is a lack of self-love. Because self-love, when you break it down, however you feel about that phrase, <laughs> y'all know I've got some some silly hangups about that phrase in particular, because it just feels too simple. It's too simple for such a complex thing. But it's appreciating. It's appreciating yourself. It's really seeing yourself and loving it for all of its parts, loving that being, loving that person all of the pieces and parts, not just the beautiful ones, not just the glorified ones, not just the ones that you want to project into the world, not just the ones that you pretend <laughs> to project into the world in that, you know, facade that we sometimes put out there to try to please other people, but to really appreciate you for yourself, for all of your highs, lows, failures, shortcomings, amazingness, beauty, talent, skills. And the hardest thing for me has actually been appreciating the talents, the skills, the beauty, the way that I show up and make another person smile, my silliness, my ability to have fun, my ability to energize other people, you know, really loving on those pieces. That's the part that I have worked to relearn because it's just not a skill for some reason, for some reason in my bag of tricks <laughs> as a youngster, that one somehow got shaken all the way to the bottom. And every time I reached in, it was just impossible to grab because I, it got buried so deep underneath all of the other things. It's always been really easy for me to grab out the things that I don't necessarily love about myself and much harder to pull out those things that are beautiful about myself. And I feel like that's awfully relatable <laughs> for a lot of people, especially in the society that we have grown up in where we have this kind of tilted, jilted, tilted and jilted <laughs> view of what it means to be confident because we look at confident people sometimes, at least my younger self definitely looked at confident people and was like, oh, like I associated it with arrogance, you know, confidence and, and arrogance. And they're, they're definitely two different things. Arrogance is Oh, I looked up the, I looked up the definition of arrogance and it says the quality of being arrogant. <laughs> Very helpful Oxford dictionary. The quality of being unpleasantly proud and behaving as if you are more important than or no more than other people. Here's the def, here's the sentence they put. He has a self confidence that is sometimes seen as arrogance. But really, self-confidence and arrogance are two different things. Arrogance comes from a place of ego. 
arrogance comes from a place of wanting to look good and projecting from the side of yourself, the shadow side of yourself, whereas confidence is pure. It's clean. It comes from your soul. It's who you are. It's who you truly, truly, truly are. It's recognizing who that person is, that shiny, magical, beautiful side of yourself. And there's nothing arrogant at all about seeing the beauty in that and seeing the capability that you have at your core. There's so much inside of us that we do not allow out because we're scared of this thing called arrogance. But it's really just a shift in perspective and realizing that sometimes we're acting from this ego place. And the more we can get in touch with our core and the more we can separate ourselves from that self that is the ego self, <laughs> the, the more comfortable we feel in being confident. So I hope that that makes sense. These are some of the thoughts that I personally have been having about confidence. And, you know, I'm, I'm curious, like who comes to mind for you just to do a little litmus test for yourself? When you think of confidence, think of the word confident. Who comes to mind for you? Who is it that comes to mind? Is it somebody like an Oprah who shows up and her in her confidence wants to help other people? Or is it somebody like Kanye West? He's top of mind this week <laughs> for many of us for all of the awful things that he is saying. But, you know, is it somebody like him who is seeking so obviously the approval of others? You know, who is it that comes to mind for you? And that can help you determine like what way are you seeing confidence? Are you seeing it as arrogance or are you seeing it as the true, true, clean confidence that really exists when we step aside from that ego place? So that can just help you determine, you know, where are you kind of sitting on that spectrum? Like what instantly comes to mind. And if it is that arrogance, there's there's just a little bit of work that you can do, you know, start reading up a little bit on on ego, on shadow self, some of those ideas that you can just with a quick TikTok search, <laughs> Instagram search, Google search, you can start to find all kinds of info that can really help you to start to peel back the layers for yourself and get curious for yourself on what's going on with your thoughts around that. But another thing about confidence that really has come up actually in quite a few recent podcast interviews, interestingly enough, this theme is probably coming up because the world is just a projection of what we're thinking, right? So I've been doing work on my own self-confidence, on my own self-love, and therefore I'm I'm I actually don't like that I keep saying I've been doing the work because I don't actually believe that it's work. It's actually a joy <laughs> to be, you know, actively pursuing these ideas, getting curious with myself. But it's common phrase. It's obviously ingrained in my mind. And so I keep saying it. But when I say it, know that I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's not the phrase that I mean to be using, but I'm still using it. <laughs> but it's been coming up a lot for me because it's something that I'm thinking about a lot. But a realization that I had so recently is that confidence is not the top of the mountain. It is not something that we 
strive to get. Like we're never going to just be confident. We can never like, you know, you get a degree and now I'm confident. Here it is. You know, it's always something that is, you know, coming to us. And that's because it comes as we take action. The more we move forward on things, that's when confidence comes. And so confidence is more really like when you're climbing the mountain, the sweat. (laughs) It's like the sweat that comes to cool you off, to refresh you, to help you keep going so that you can keep powering through. You know, when, when you sweat, it helps you to keep going. If marathoners didn't sweat, they would die. <laughs> like when you're exercising, you have to sweat. That's your body taking care of itself. And your confidence is that way too. As you act, as you do, as you start to step forth in the world, as you start to move forward toward your goal, as you publish that very first podcast, as you take a course in podcasting just to help yourself get your feet wet a little bit and start exploring this, you gain a little bit of confidence. The confidence helps you to keep going. It's like that little bit of encouragement. It's that little refresher that you need that's going to help you keep moving forward. If you feel completely capable, like you feel totally capable, you are at the top of the mountain, you get there, which happens sometimes, right? We get there. I was hearing very recently about somebody who, you know, got a gold Olympic medal. They medaled in the Olympics. And the very next day, they went into the deepest, darkest depression that they had ever experienced. The day after getting a gold medal, because they were like, what's what next? Like, I thought this was it. I thought that once I got this, I was going to like be, I'm at the summit, I'm there. But once you get there, you know, there's, there's nothing to strive for anymore. Like you're, you don't need the sweat anymore, right? (laughs) Like you're there, you're not sweating anymore. Your body's not refreshing itself anymore. So you're there, you're at the top. And so once you get there, you have to look for the next summit. Or there's two things you can do when you get to the top, right? You can look to the next summit. You can look to the next challenge, which I believe that we are always happiest when we're growing when we're striving, when we're trying, when we're moving forward, when we're learning something new, going to that that next step. But the other thing we can do is to rest. And that's something that so many of us have not learned (laughs) enough of because it's not acceptable, at least in American society, to rest. When you're resting, you're being lazy. But sometimes when you get to the top, I mean, You ask anybody who works out, like you don't work out your legs every single day. You have leg day, you have arm day, you have squat day, you have, you know, you have back day, whatever. I'm not as good about uh, specifically working certain areas of my body (laughs) as my injuries have probably shown. (laughs) But rest days are really important. I mean, I, I have been a runner for about a decade and rest days are key. You can't just go out there and do five miles every single day and gain. You actually hurt your endurance by doing that. Most people, there's always the exception to the rule, but most people, if you just did five miles every single day, you're either going to stay the same or you're actually going to decline. You have to have rest days. 
when I've actually trained for a marathon multiple different ways. The first marathon I trained for, I ran five days a week. The third marathon I ran for, I only ran three days a week. I ran the fastest, best, happiest. I ran that marathon with a smile on my face for most of it. I'm not going to speak to miles like 23, 24, 25. (laughs) 25.5. It was a little hard to smile at those miles, but I think I achieved it. There's a photo of me like fist pumping at like mile 24. (laughs) But the rest days are so key. So take stock of where you're at on your journey for yourself and, you know, look at your confidence in this new way. It's just there to help sustain you, to help keep, to keep pushing you to keep you striving because we always want to be climbing that mountain. That's what feels so good. It feels so good to us as humans to constantly be growing. I actually, one of the people who was at this event that I went to last week was Amy Purdy. Now, Amy is amazing. She is amazing. She was a snowboarder at age 19. She was a massage therapist and a snowboarder, and she basically was a massage therapist so that she could fund her snowboarding (laughs) at a resort. And one day after she did a massage, she wasn't feeling so good. And she went back to her room and she laid down and it just progressively got worse. Well, she woke up at one point, she was awake, but she couldn't open her eyes. She was so exhausted and she couldn't open her eyes. Eventually she got the strength, fortunately, to call for help. And they came and, you know, as it turned out, her body was going into sepsis. She had uh, some form of meningitis and it was deadly. I mean, basically they were like, her organs are shutting down. She is going to die. And it got so bad to the point that her spleen was going to rupture. She's on death's door. And the doctors told her parents, we, we have to go remove the spleen. It's about to rupture. But She's likely not going to survive this surgery. Like we will do our best, but you know, and obviously she was at this event the other day. So she did survive it. She did survive it. And it's amazing. She ended up losing both of her legs and then she actually became an Olympic gold medalist, different Olympic gold medalist than the one I mentioned earlier in the para Olympics for snowboarding. She crafted these feet for herself that allowed her to snowboard down a mountain. She ended up going on Dancing with the Stars. She was like, I think she was the runner up on Dancing with the Stars, had to wear a different pair of prosthetics in every single dance. I mean, just absolutely an amazing human being. So inspiring. I highly recommend following her and her journey because it's just amazing. But some of the things that she said the other day, one of the things that she said is that it's not about the ultimate destination. It's about who you become along the process. Isn't that beautiful? It's about who you're becoming along the process, not that ultimate journey. It's it's as it unfolds. And the other beautiful thing that she said was the only limitations we have are the ones that we put on ourselves. And a limitation that I personally have put on myself 
for a long time is a lack of belief in myself, a lack of confidence in myself. And I am really ready to untether (laughs) fully, fully from that lack of belief in myself. And I, I know that the way to that is to move forward and to learn as I do. And that's part of me leaving the job that I'm in and trusting, (laughs) trusting and believing in myself that this business that I'm building, that this podcast, that the breath work that I'm learning, that everything is leading me to the ultimate destination that I know is going to allow me to serve the world at my highest capacity. And that's really what I'm here to do is to serve other people, to inspire other people, to encourage other people to untether from the shit that is weighing you down and to fully love, to fully love yourself, to fully step into yourself, to fully come home to the light that you are inside. That is my purpose in this world, to help more people feel comfortable being you, showing up and being you. And that's my own journey. That's 100% my own journey home to myself. And I'm here to lead other people to do the same. So I'm glad that you're here with me on this journey, listening to this episode, because we are going to untether the shit out of those limiting beliefs. (laughs) That's the goal. That is the goal. So I hope you took a little something out of this episode and that maybe, maybe you have a new way of looking at confidence. Or if you discovered that you've got this little confidence arrogance hang up, that that took me a little while for myself to unravel. And I don't have a quick fix for it. There might be somebody out there who has a quick fix for it. But for me, it was just reading more about it, understanding the self, understanding the ego self and how it shows up and separating mind and body separating the projected self that we put out there, that we try to put a glossy finish over the real self that we are, and instead coming home to yourself and allowing that that true self to shine. That's the best way that I personally know of to find more confidence. That's how I have done it for myself. That's how the journey that I'm continuing on and what breathwork is helping me personally come home to. So I hope it's helpful and I would love to chat with anybody who has any questions about this. If you have any thoughts, any little curiosities, any big ideas that you would love to share with me, you can find me on Instagram at untetheredjen. You can also email me at untetheredgen at outlook.com. I would love to hear from you. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to share it on social media and make sure that you're following this podcast that you're listening to Untethered with Jen Liss. Hit the little follow, hit the little subscribe button, whatever platform you're on so that you get alerted of brand new episodes, just like this one that you're listening to today. And so you can get more of this goodness in your ears. You just keep shining your magical, most confident unicorn self out there for all to see. See you next time.